Welcome to the Marlborough Monday Espresso podcast. It's the 16th of May today. Good morning, Nathan. A difficult week in markets last week, struggling early on, more or less globally, but at least we did see a decent rebound right towards the end of the week. Yeah, so we did see strong moves on Friday. It actually pushed some of the equity markets into positive territory. So we had positive returns in the UK. We had positive returns in Europe. Actually, US lags, but as mentioned, we did have that strong bounce. So what was driving that? I think there's a couple of things really. Firstly, if we look at valuations, the market is definitely a lot cheaper because obviously markets have been falling. But aside from that, corporate earnings have been very resilient. So about 91% of companies in the US have reported their earnings. And to date, we have 10% earnings growth. So that's pretty positive. And you know, the market is looking for those positives at the moment. Certainly need some positives. And we did see the inflation reading coming out of the US last week and some signs that inflation may just perhaps have peaked, that inflation number just slipping back a little. Yeah, so the question here is, are we over the hump? Are we at peak inflation? So if we look at that inflation data, you can see that a lot of the inflation has been driven by good prices rising. Think of oil, think of things like cars, and that's starting to come down. So I suppose the question from here is, do we continue to see that inflation trending down? And if that is the case, that would be very positive for markets. This week in the UK, we see April's inflation reading. That, though, expected still to be rising. Perhaps it could peak this month. This month, though, will include the energy price cap jump. So probably going to take us to a figure of over 9% on the inflation front. Now that's raising fears for economic growth looking ahead. And that shifted the focus on the bond side away from the inflation story and more onto the growth story. And that saw long duration bonds actually gaining on the week, despite the, the fears of higher inflation. We saw that in the US as well, focus more on the growth picture than the inflation side, and so bonds in the US also doing okay. On the other hand, in UK, as I mentioned, the inflation data, that might be a scary picture. What we'll also get this week is the unemployment data. That's due, and we're still expecting, or we still know that we are in a strong jobs market, and that's perhaps the saving grace for the economy here in the UK, as well as in the US, indicating, as Nathan said, companies are still in reasonable health. Moving across to China, we haven't spoken about China for a couple of weeks, we have seen COVID-based lockdowns, and those are starting now to impact the Chinese growth outlook. We're seeing impact on pollution levels in China, really, again, just showing how restrictive some of these measures have been, certainly impacting the growth outlook for China, but as well, it's exacerbating some of the supply chain issues that never really went away. Global supply chain is still under pressure, and that, again, will put pressure on inflation, keeping inflation slightly higher for slightly longer. Again, there's a central bank meeting in China this week, and they, like other central banks, have to balance the worries about the slower economy versus inflation, and they also have a weaker currency to deal with. Changing tack now, let's talk about ESG, again, something that we haven't spoken about for a little while, and BlackRock coming out with an announcement last week, Nathan. Yeah, so if we think of BlackRock, largest asset manager in the world, so they've got custody of a lot of assets. So they get to vote on you know, various different shareholder resolutions. And one of the things they came out last week and said was they're actually probably not going to support a lot of the climate-related resolutions because they believe that companies have gone too far in terms of what they want companies to achieve in a very short period of time. And the whole point here is that we do need 
oil companies, etc., as we all can see from the recent volatility within oil. So their whole approach is that we should be engaging with these companies, not excluding them. So I think that that is, it's almost like a step backwards. It's a practical step, but it just highlights the need for continued work in this space. Absolutely continued work. The debate in the ESG space definitely ongoing. We've seen a lot of measures, a lot of talk, a lot of discussion in the industry around greenwashing and so on. How do we focus on ESG going forward? And this perhaps, as Nathan mentioned, just a signal that perhaps investors, perhaps shareholders going too far in their expectations, maybe now a slight pushback against that, that maybe we need to take a more measured approach. As Nathan mentioned, we can't do without oil just yet. And so we do need to engage with the oil companies to figure out how to transition to a greener world. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you again next week. Thank you.